favorite next storyteller. It's next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Your next storyteller is Laura Condi. Laura is a recovering stand-up comedian turned storyteller and writer who's performed at Ignite Denver, Denver Open Media, and because she's from Southern California, she's one of the only people to have performed at The Narrators in Denver and our former sister show in San Diego. She told this true story about having her life totally figured out back in October 2017 at Bumpport Theater. The theme of the evening was In the Dark. Enjoy. everybody. All right. So uh, my story begins seven years ago when I was 25 and smack dab in the middle of summer when I got drunk on free booze at an art gallery opening. Tale as old as time. Anybody been there? It's quite relatable. Um, I had just moved back to my hometown of San Diego after having left L.A. when I ran out of money, direction, ambition, and common sense to continue pursuing my career in stand-up comedy. Um, And I had literally moved into my childhood bedroom in my parents' house. Any other millennials in the house did that? (laughs) Kind of relatable. Yeah, I was unemployed, and I had no business being at a schwanky art gallery opening, aside from the fact that I had a friend that was working there. Um, At the time, I was really feeling like a loser and pathetic and lost, and I didn't like myself. And instead of wallowing in it, I just decided to revel in the ridiculousness of it all. And it was one of those sort of nights where you feel like, you know, you shouldn't really be somewhere, but fuck it, there's nowhere else to be. And um, so I remember just, I kept drinking and I kept drinking and my friend was off, totally lost conducting business. And eventually I cornered a really tall, polite, smiley, bald man named Travis. He was an artist in the show. I remember his face very distinctly. He was tall and skinny and bald. And if you want to imagine Michael Stipe from R.E.M., but less veiny and flaily, you got it. That's him. So um, I eventually cornered this guy, and I ended up telling him this embarrassing, unloading this sob story on him about my current circumstances and living situation, about how I had just moved back from L.A., and I was living with my parents, and I was unemployed, and I'd never met this person in my whole life, but I had just given him gritty details, including things like the man that I was in love with but currently wasn't returning my text messages or the very low, probably single-digit balance in my bank account at the time. So, you know, super standard art gallery small talk that you share with a stranger, super dark. Um, And I remember he hid his pity of me very well at the time. And instead of bolting for the door and acting like he had somewhere else to be, I remember he just kind of had like this calmness over him and he was like smiley and listening. And as I'm like drunkenly unloading all these things on him, I was just like, he was listening and he ended up saying something that changed the rest of the next five years of my life. And As I'm going on and on and making this super awkward, he looks at me and this calmness washes over me and he just goes, you're how old? Well, it's fine. Just figure it out by the time you're 30. And when he said that, it was like a light bulb went off in my head and I had just been given like this magical secret that would solve all my problems. And I was just like, yeah, 
30, of course. Like, I was only 25 at the time. Like, 30 was the age where you were really supposed to have shit figured out. And I could still have some time. I could turn this ship around. This wasn't that bad. And so I could figure this out. I could get my ducks in a row. Um, And I never saw Travis after that night. But his advice of figuring it out by the time you're 30 had comforted me and motivated me and liberated me all at different points in my late 20s. And uh, the next five years go that I moved out of my parents' house. I got a full-time job. I pay rent on my own. And there were mornings where I was waking up and feeling really good about myself and be like, yeah, I'm doing it, Travis. I got my ducks in a row. I got money in the bank. I ate vitamins this morning. My car is getting regularly scheduled oil changes. Like, I'm killing it. I'm like, hashtag adulting. I'm figuring it out by the time I'm 30. Um, And I felt really good about myself and all the growth that I had done and all the goals that I had made and how I'd come so far from that hot mess that was drunkenly emoting to my quarter-life crisis guardian angel and how he offered me that advice of figure it out by the time you're 30. So it was uh, two months before my 30th birthday in uh, December of 2014, and uh, I had gotten promoted at my job. I was living and thriving on my own, and I had just brought home a boyfriend that I was really in love with to meet my family for Christmas. And I felt like I did it, and I was really proud of myself. And I had come so far, and until January of 2015, where I felt like it kind of slipped away. And the boyfriend that I was very in love with confessed he cheated on me. And I went into a major depression and everything suffered. My day-to-day suffered, my life suffered, my happiness suffered, my work suffered, my friends and family suffered. And it felt really shitty because I felt like I had come so close to getting a lot of things that I had really wanted to have it all just slip away. And I felt like I had this picture-perfect Facebook upload of my life that would make everyone envious or these bragging rights I could share at a 10-year high school reunion about how she used to be a hot, terrible mess, and now she turned her life around. And it was over kind of in an instant. And when it went away, I feel like the hot mess kind of came back because that's kind of how I cope with things. And I... uh, had a lot of nights of, you know, ugly crying in my bathtub and listening to Florence and the Machine and um, showing up one time to my friend's engagement party in uh, furry slippers because I was too depressed to put on actual shoes. And um, so I was approaching my 30th birthday and I wasn't really feeling good about the situation. In order to kind of make light of it and feel a little okay with myself, I uh, did what most people do. I wrote sarcastic comments on Facebook. Um, And I remember I posted like a series of Facebook posts up until I was 30. um, And I want to share them with you now to kind of illustrate the misery. So, um, hey, everyone. I turned 30 years old in 20 days. Parentheses, Laura starts breathing heavily into a paper bag. Hey, everyone, I turned 30 in 15 days, parentheses, Laura claws at her laptop screen while yelling. I turned 30 in 10 days, Laura pours oil of Olay anti-aging serum into her bowl of cereal instead of milk. (laughs) 
I turned 30 in eight days. Laura rips up her birth certificate into tiny pieces and shoves them into her mouth with fury. I turned 30 in five days. Laura rapidly sorts all of her Forever 21 clothes, piles them outside, douses them with gasoline and a match. I turned 30 today. Laura sits quietly in her room, smiles and twitches like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. So, needless to say, my 30th birthday came and went kind of unceremoniously. And um, I didn't get really any closure on the situation until uh, a few months later when I was having like a family dinner and we were visiting my grandfather and my grandfather who was 90 at the time. And someone had brought up at the dinner table how when he was my age, he had moved his family from Dallas, Texas to California. And after they had said that, he got this confused look on his face and he said to everyone at the table, you know what, I, I think about that and sometimes I wonder if that was the right decision. And I was so shocked hearing him say this, a man of his age, I'm looking at this 90-year-old tiny Jewish man, like if you want to imagine Michael Stipe from R.E.M., but just like tiny, shrunken, and Jewish, go for it. Um <laughs> And he's, he's questioning this giant event that happened in his life that without it happening, my mom wouldn't have met my dad, I wouldn't have been born, and I'm just shocked that he's still questioning whether he had it figured out, and he's 90. And it was then that I realized that the best gift that I could give myself for my 30th birthday was the realization that nobody has it figured out at any age. 20, 30, 40, 60, 80, 90, nobody has everything figured out. You're always going to be stumbling and yearning and doubting yourself and wanting more. And that's okay because that's life and it's messy sometimes. And sometimes, you know, I look at myself today and I'm 32 years old and there are some days where I wake up and I'm just like, I'm killing it and my work and my professional life and my relationships. I just got it figured out. And then I have other days where I like call my boss crying and just talking about the amount of work I have that's so overwhelming. But like 20 minutes before that, I definitely just sat in my office and dumped out the entire contents of my purse and rearranged everything. (laughs) So (laughs) it can be both. It can be both things sometimes. Um, You can have stuff figured out and you can be stumbling and a mess and just embrace that. And nobody has it all figured out. And if they say they have it figured out, and uh, they probably don't, they're probably some Tony Robbins self-help guru that's trying to get money out of you, so don't fucking believe them. (laughs) But it's okay to be stumbling and lost sometimes. And maybe that's all Travis ever wanted me to realize is you can accept that and be okay with it. And I haven't gotten drunk at an art gallery since. Thank you. Laura Conde, everyone. The storm is in my head. It's always been this way. The Narrators is produced by me, Ron Doyle, and Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Bumport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Head Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. 
Our theme music is by Whalehawk, and we'd also like to thank Fee, who provided the outro music you're listening to right now. You can find a link to her music in the show notes for this episode. Our live shows take place every third Wednesday of the month. You can find more information about those shows on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at our website, thenarrators.org. Please take a moment to share one of our stories with a friend. We'll be back next Friday with a new episode. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs>